Please be seated. I want to read the last words that we read from our gospel portion. Now he is God, not of the dead, but of the living, for to him all of them are alive. Wonderful words. So the topic for us this morning is resurrection, the doctrine of resurrection. What is resurrection? When someone dies, what happens to her or him? How much do we know about the life beyond this earth? Who enters into this eternal life? These are all the questions I tried to answer in our meditation this morning. We read from Luke chapter 20. Jesus has now arrived at Jerusalem and these are his last days. While he is in Jerusalem, the leaders come to him with many, many questions. These questions are asked to trap Jesus. When he was in the temple, the scribes and the chief priest came to him and asked this question, tell us by what authority do you do these things? Whose authority are you doing these things? And in another occasion during the, you know, if you read chapter 20, you would notice they came to him and asked him this question, is it lawful to pay taxes to the Caesar or not? Should we pay taxes to Caesar? These questions were asked and the third question is what we have just read. Now this question, uh, which Sadducees have come and asked is related to resurrection. It's a tricky question. It is basically to ridicule uh, resurrection. It's a hypothetical question. I don't think whatever situation that they describe here has happened ever before or will happen any time in the future. It's truly imaginary and highly hypothetical. What is this question all about? A woman married seven husbands, not all at the same time. All the husbands were brothers. She had to marry one after another because the law required her to do so. Um, every husband she married, uh, she did not have a child, so she kept marrying seven times. And all husbands died childless. The question that they asked is, whose wife will she be in the resurrection? Uh, they are very cruel to this woman, I should say. Uh, very cruel. It's, it's all because they did not even give her the chance to give birth to a child to the seventh husband. At least they should have given her that opportunity. They were very cruel. And by reading the story, you would notice that they ridicule their own law. Their law is uh, not asking a woman to keep on marrying. The spirit of the law doesn't ask the woman to kept uh, marrying. Uh, 
No. And they ridicule this own woman. Is she a child-bearing mission? What do they think about this woman? They, their understanding of women is also very, very poor. And at last, their main intention to uh, make resurrection look ridicule, um, ridiculous, unbelievable, and uh, it is, it is Im unimaginable. So that's what they are trying to do, uh, trying to portray before Jesus. Now, when they make questions about resurrection, they are in fact questioning God. They are questioning the power of God. The, the Lord who is able to raise us from the dead, they are questioning a deep uh, issue that they got into. So their question is very straightforward, but then they, they wanted to somehow trap Jesus because they asked such a way that he can either say, yes, yes, uh, uh, all seven will be uh, her husbands, or he should say, no, 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 no one would be her husband. This is the kind of a question that they asked. You know, sometimes we are also asked uh, tricky questions. Have you stopped beating your spouse? Uh, what kind of an answer will you give? If you say yes, you are in trouble. If you say no, also you are in trouble. A kind of a tricky question they asked uh, Jesus. Now let's talk about these uh, uh, Sadducees. They are a small wealthy group, active members in the temple. They take part in the temple activities. They were uh, wealthy, wealthy people. And they had high positions in, in, the, in the society, in the local uh, uh, society. They believed only the first five books of the Bible, Torah, uh, the first five books. And they did not look into other books. According to them, no resurrection is ever recorded in the first five books. No angels are mentioned in the first by five books. Therefore, there is no resurrection. There is no resurrection because nothing about resurrection is mentioned in the five, first by five books. What do they believe is that the life on this earth is perfect the life on this earth is sufficient and there is nothing we need to look forward to the life on this earth is fine that's what they believed they did not even imagine about life beyond this earth even if life beyond earth exists that could be only the extension of the life on this earth um, it that could be the present life could be earthly life one, and the, if at all resurrection exists, the next life will be like earthly life part two. That's how they understood. That's the reason they could not think beyond marriage. Oh, if you are married here, then you will be married in that life as well. So they strongly believed that there is no life beyond this earth. They are 
purely materialistic people. They neither believed in punishment or reward. They did not have any big purpose in life. Their philosophy is straightforward, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. That's the policy, uh, sorry, philosophy. And they were highly selfish. We live for this world, so let's, let's live for myself. This world I should enjoy. And no wonder they were extremely rich. Now, when you look at this Sadducees, such kind of belief is not going to take anywhere. And that's what exactly happened with this group. This group did not prosper. They ceased to exist after AD 70. They were totally washed out in AD 70. Answering to this question, Jesus brought three uh, answers to us. That's what we are going to look at uh, very quickly. No marriage in resurrection. That's what Jesus said first. No procreation, no new birth in the resurrection. Uh, why? It is all because in the resurrection, uh, there is no death. So there is no need of new uh, births and therefore new procreation. Uh, in this earth, in this age, procreation is necessary to sustain the human race because we all die. Uh, that is very clear. So in other words, Jesus says in that age, you don't need to have the pressure of getting married. You don't have the pressure of finding your partner. You don't have the pressure of living in married life. You don't need to be disappointed in married life that is entirely free from this uh, world. In other words, Jesus very clearly said, um, the limitation of this life is lifted in the life to come. Limitation of the life of this life is lifted in the life to come. The second point that Jesus wants to raise here is, no death in resurrection. No death in resurrection. Because Jesus died and rose again from the dead, he defeated death. No more death rules on us in the resurrection. Now, before we go further, I thought there are two important positions that we need to be remembering. The Greek philosophy, they talk about immortality. What do they be, mean by immortality? Uh, Plato led this particular philosophy. They believe in dualism, physical body, which is very visible, and the invisible spiritual uh, life. They believe that the physical body is perished perishable, it is destroyable, it's going to be destroyed. But that's not the case with either soul or spirit, whatever you call it, that is imperishable. When someone dies, this spirit lives immortally. Uh, it, it, this spirit lives forever. Uh, in other words, 
whatever you do on your body has got no bearing on your spirit, on your soul. Uh, and they very clearly said that life continues after death with no lapse of time. It continues. Um, in India, we had a, a God man. Uh, he died in 1990, Osho. Um, Rajanish is also, uh, his name was Rajanish and he is later known as Osho. He kind of uh, have the similar philosophy. Uh, whatever you do on your uh, body doesn't have anything with your spiritual life. If you go and look at his tomb, in his, uh, on his tomb it is written, never born, never died, only visited the planet Earth between such time and such time. That is his date of birth and the day he died. Never born, never died. That's the kind of an uh, understanding the Greek philosophy uh, brings forth. You, uh, your spiritual life ever lives. You are here for a shorter period and that period you enjoy that life is a perfect life and whatever you do on your body does not have any bearing which is a very dangerous thought very dangerous thought that's not what bible believes no in christianity what we believe is that when someone dies he is buried he is sown uh, a seed is sown and what is the hope of a seed which is sown that it will come back to life that is our belief in a in a gravestone somebody uh, uh, has written like this actually i think the person who buried wanted this caption on his gravestone it goes like this the inn of a traveler the inn of a traveler who is on his way to new jerusalem that's our belief we are sown and, uh, and we will come back to life. Uh, when, when a Christian dies, we don't say that that person, so-and-so person died, so-and-so person is gone, so-and-so person is expired. That's not what we say. What we say is that so-and-so person has slept in the Lord. What is the meaning of, uh, what, is, what is the hope of the person who is sleeping? The hope of the person who is sleeping is that he will rise up, he will get up. So that's our belief. Paul talks about it in his uh, letter to Corinthians. Very beautifully he says, it is sown in corruption, it is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown in natural body and it is sown in spiritual body. Um, it, uh, uh, there is a natural body, also there is spiritual body. That's what Paul talks in First Corinthians chapter 15. So we believe in the bodily resurrection. When someone dies and uh, when he dies, he is slept in the Lord, he's waiting, he's resting. On the day of resurrection, that person will rise up to life. 
we are you know that's a very beautifully jesus said you will be like angels and are the children of god that's the third answer jesus said you will be like angels and are the children of god jesus did not go in explaining what kind of life will be there in that age he did not give a lot of uh, explanation you will be like angels you will be like angels in other words jesus is giving jesus is keeping that as a surprise for us to see when we enter there that's precisely the reason paul very beautifully wrote in first corinthians chapter chapter 2 verse 9 in fact he quoted but it is written no i has seen no ear heard and no human heart conceived for what god can do for what god uh, sorry what god has prepared for those who love him so we really do not know whether the heaven is paved with gold whether it is a pearl city we don't know that is a surprise but he says that you will be like angels you are the children of god yes it is futuristic and the reward is going to come in this context jesus said to these people saw the seas like you think that there is no resurrection mentioned in the first five books but i tell you that resurrection is mentioned in the first five books when moses had an encounter with god at the burning of the bush god called himself i am the god of abraham uh, the god of jacob uh, the god of isaac uh, sorry the god of abraham isaac and jacob uh, it is said in the present tense yes god is god of the living and in that context jesus said at the end now he is god of the living now he is god not of the dead and of the living uh, for to him all of them are alive for to him all of them are alive if somebody is dead somebody is buried somebody is on the resting place we may forget we may wipe away the memory from our end but if they are the children of god if they have committed to follow jesus if they have accepted our lord jesus then their memory is not going to be wiped away from the lord they are alive in his presence they are remembered their memory is very fresh in the lord for to him all of them are alive we really do not know abraham jacob uh, abraham isaac and jacob are there in heaven or not we don't know but what jesus is says that his children are always in his uh, memory uh, fresh now as i come to the end of my uh, sermon i want to bring some examples and i will close it once a father and a son 
walked uh, in the uh, in a, in a uh, cemetery they went to a cemetery and they walked um, inside while they were walking the father told the son uh, about uh, the graves he said every grave uh, uh, every tomb uh, has got a person buried underneath dead people are buried underneath this tomb as they were walking the boy saw a fresh dug grave a new grave he saw he looked at his dad and said look dad someone got out someone escaped yes someone escaped someone got out before us whenever we go to a cemetery we need to remember that someone got out whenever we go to cemetery every grave when we see we have to remember that every grave has got a crack because death cannot hold anyone death will give up on the day of resurrection earlier we were standing behind adam adam died and we who were standing behind adam were dying but we are no more standing behind adam no 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 we switched our lane we switched from adam to jesus now we stand behind jesus jesus is risen and we will all will rise so jesus is praying with us jesus is waiting with all saints so that when that age comes justice and righteousness will flow like rivers may the dear lord help us so that we always remind ourselves the resurrection that is available in jesus god bless us all amen